Hey, welcome back to the Jesus Magnet Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Hillary. Thanks for keep coming back and listening to more and more episodes. Um, today we have Remy Good Fortune with us. How are you doing, Remy? I'm doing good, really yeah, good. Thank you for joining us. Now, Remy, you've been on our show before. You're on episode 32. If you haven't listened to that, definitely go check this out. And the great thing is, is a lot of what we're going to talk about today is in between that episode and now and what has happened since he's been on the the show and then where he is now and what God's done. And I mean, what is that? We're probably talking six months tops. Probably. Yeah. I think, uh, well, when was it? Early April? Yeah. April when I came. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's April 2021 Mm -hmm. for anybody listening in the the future. (laughs) And um, now we're in, uh, it's almost December 2021. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Remy's back on. He's uh, he been living in Queenstown, haven't you? Yeah, um, Queenstown, well, Wanaka. Queenstown, Wanaka area. Around, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, very, very good episode. Definitely recommend uh, touching into that episode and hearing what he has to say there. Um, it is called uh, Falling from Grace to Land in Grace. Mm, and it is yeah. a very, very powerful testimony. Um, so let's pass over to you, Remy. Yeah. You have a new last name because yeah. we've got. H- how do you say the, the old last name? The old one was uh, DJ Jaina. Yeah, I, I see why you've got a new one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, no, it's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so you've got Remy Good Fortune yeah. is now your la- your your new identity and what you've put placed yeah. yourself. Do you want to just touch on why you've yeah. chosen that and changed it? So it's uh, it's not actually me who chose it. It is uh, God who gave it to me. Wow! And uh, He gave it me uh, to me in a dream uh, at the night after I got delivered from a demon, where uh, yeah, an evil spirit <laughs> that I didn't even knew that I had. Yeah. So I'll touch more on that later. But uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, when you yeah, so you He gave you. Good fortune as yeah. as a last name, and yeah. is this similar to um, when when Peter's name is now changed to the Rock? You know, that's you know, you didn't used to be Peter well, in the Bible. Yeah, this you know how Jesus says you know that uh, that He will give us a stone and on it a new name. Mm. You know? and I I feel this is that new name, and there's so much in the name because since that night that I received that name. My whole world has changed, and um, you know, I went to bed after this deliverance mm. of the demon that I didn't even know I had. And I always listen to the audio book of the Bible before going to bed. And that night, God told me, "Listen to Luke." Yeah. So I'm listening to the Gospel of Luke, and Jesus just goes around casting out demons, casting out evil spirits, unclean spirits, and then he just tells his disciples, "Yeah, when an evil spirit." leaves a body Mm. and he doesn't find a resting place he'll come back with seven more wicked spirits than Mm. himself and all of a sudden from this joy i just turned to fear like i was like oh no anxiety started to rise i'm like god are you telling me to prepare myself to be ready to oh why 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 did you yeah have me listen to this like right now like i was so happy and all of a sudden I got to watch out that this evil spirit that just was cast out comes back with seven more wicked. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I fell asleep. And the next morning, I just had this dream. You know? And this dream was not really a dream. It was just one word that God gave me. But his word was in Hebrew. And he gave me just this three-letter word in Hebrew, baguette. You know, baguette. Just, uh, the bait. The the Gimel and the Dalit, those three letters. Okay. And I'm like... Do you know I, Hebrew? Yeah, I've been studying Hebrew since last year. Yeah. But I know that I've never read this word before. I've never mm. come across it. I've like... Like, I had to... So I put it on, you know, on the Bible app too, and I'm just looking for where is this word. And it, mm. the first time it is mentioned in that order is when uh, uh, Leah, uh, well, actually her servant gives birth to get mm. the of the tribe of Get, right? And that was the seventh son of uh, Joseph and oh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, of uh, Jacob. And yep. she says, like, finally, good fortune has yeah. come to me. Wow! You know? And then she calls her son uh, Get. 
get, yeah. Yeah. Okay. which is only the the last two. But then with the bet in front of it, I mean, good fortune has wow. come. Yeah, and and God gave me that word, you know, mm. that name to reassure me. Yeah, because you know the the numerical value of it. Mm. You know, if you put just the game on the dead, it's seven. So mm. God is telling me this was the seventh spirit that I cast out. Wow. So you don't have to worry about that. There's seven more wicked coming yeah. into your They're life. They're all gone. They're all gone. Yeah. yeah. Because in your testimony originally, mm. you find God and then fall away and, and sort of that that thing happens a couple of times. And that would so be, many times. <laughs> that could easily be mm. um, you being set free from these spirits and then they come back to mm. torment you. It's interesting that um, I, I heard a, a, a man tell me once, um, you know, anybody that comes across these uh, spirits and, and they're tormenting you and people go, why, why me? Why are these spirits tormenting mm. me? And he told me um, a, a thief never breaks into a house unless there's value inside. Mm. They're never going to break into an empty home. Mm. So if you've got an enemy uh, trying to torment you spiritually, yeah. that is because they actually see value inside you. Yeah. And that's the value that God sees in you as well. Amen. So like that's almost look at it as like uh, not a good thing, but to, to recognize that you're being tormented because of being valuable, yeah. not because uh, you're, you're not, um, that you're forgotten or anything. It's yeah. because you're actually favored and valued by God. That's why the thief yeah. comes to try and break in. That, and that is absolutely true because the weird thing is like, you know, Leia called her son good fortune, but the reason why she had it was after really big struggle. So it is not like the typical word for good fortune in Hebrew, mm. but it's a word that means, like you said, it means like a an, um, a treasure which mm. for an evasive effort is made. Like they're yeah, wow. really hard to get, yep. but they got it. You know, she struggled with her sister, yeah. but she finally got yeah, her but- child. Yeah. So yeah, I was, <laughs> it was so fitting because, man, like for... No, I'm twenty. I was twenty-eight at that time. Twenty-nine now. Yeah. You know, and God showed me like the the issue, the root of this demon. Yeah. Was all the way back when I was three year old child. So for twenty-six, twenty-five years. Yeah. This thing was tormenting me, and it was so normal to me. I didn't yeah. even know that I had it. I was just. Do you want to just what? Do you want to just like expand on how it was tormenting you, yeah. and then how you didn't notice it as well? Because you yeah. just said you you didn't you didn't realize you had one. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it is. Um, man, it is. Um, well, I, if I can go, because I only realized it after I got delivered. Mm. You know, and. Um, what God has taught me is ever since I came to New Zealand, you know, I was, when I came here, you know, I, I was on rock bottom. And God just, he actually taught me how to fight. Mm. You know? And before, and I never fought. I just always just went with every thought that came into my mind, with every suggestion and everything. And oh, if every craving that I have, mm. I just gave into it. No yeah. resistance at all. Yeah. You know? And here in New Zealand, I just, you know, after doing that, in the States after doing that beforehand in the Netherlands and every time being just you know, cast out again, I was like, mm. I'm not going to, where, where should I go? I'm at the end of the earth. <laughs> There's no yeah. place for me to go. <laughs> I mean, Antarctica, if I fail over here, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, then, uh, yeah, God really, you know, when I came here, I asked him, oh, Lord, teach me the fear of the Lord. Yeah. And, and he just taught me to really just take every thought captive mm. and obey to Christ. Mm. And and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. wisdom. It is as well. Like yeah. it, and essentially, mm. you cannot be wise. You are a, a fool mm-hmm. without the fear of the Lord. Lord exactly. Yeah. And for me, like when I I used to be a big drinker. I used to be heavily addicted to porn, uh, and then just yeah, go and sleep around with whoever. Mm. So God told me, go in the scriptures, find verses that will help you attack mm. those thoughts. Mm. So I went first to Job, you know, where Job says, I made a covenant with my eyes. I will not look lustfully at a young woman. Wow. So I memorized that scripture and yeah. took it. There was another one about uh, alcohol. Don't get uh, drunk with wine, but be filled with Holy Spirit. Mm. And then you had another one um, that says, you know, take every thought captive to obey to Christ. Mm. So just those three, you know, I had more, but those three mainly, mm. I memorized it. And I just have to say, every time 
my mind wants to go mm. to you know drinking or to you know second look at yeah. a girl like yeah. if you see her the first time no no worries but what are you gonna do after that that is where it starts yeah, you know? yeah. if i see somebody the first time oh it's good but then i don't linger and i just yeah. look away and you know made a covenant with my eyes i'm gonna not look lustfully mm. at a young woman wow somebody offered me a drink i was like i will not get drunk with wine but be yeah. filled with the holy spirit yeah and after a while you know here in new zealand you know, that was just my the way of life i just learned to do that mm. and i just did that non-stop yeah. Like people would not notice me, me, you know, but I would just do it sometimes hundred times a day, you know, the, the whole time just in my mind, pop, pop, pop. I was like, doesn't matter if this means this is the Christian life mm. to, for the rest of my life to keep doing this. Yeah, I will do it. I just, I just didn't want, you know, my what I had before to just be lured away again into yeah. those sins because. You want those seeds yeah. to be planted in, in good soil yeah. to produce good fruit. Yeah. You don't want them yeah. to be stomped and, and taken by the birds or yeah. um, blown away with the wind or, or mm. just rooted in, in gravel Yeah, so they can be uplifted. Um, yeah, in good soil. Yeah. That's good. And it is, um, and I think that God, God uh, you know, sometimes I wonder, why, did, why was I, you know, that it took 25 years, you know, for me, it's finally get release of this demon. But I see the reason behind it. It's like God taught me to fight mm. when he allowed that enemy in my mind that I didn't know it wasn't enemy. I thought it mm. was myself to be there for so long. He taught me to fight. Yeah. Because I remember one day I was working at this uh, vineyard and, uh, uh, you know, it was a hot summer day. We were all working there. It was a new girl came in and, you know, she was a pretty girl. And she was dressed pretty scarcely, mm. you know? and you know I was working with her next to me for eight hours, mm. and I'm every time just fighting, fighting, fighting in my mind, but of still being kind to her, but just fighting, taking those thought captive, yeah. obey to Christ, don't fantasize over her, wow. take it captive, obey to Christ the whole day, and yeah. and the end of those eight hours, I was so tired. I was like, my mind's like, go on, just have a look, just yeah. have a peek, come on. You've been on it the whole day. Tomorrow you gotta do it again, you know. And and you know, I was started to almost give in. Yeah. And then at the end of our shift, uh, this girl went to the bathroom, and later on she comes back like with tears in her eyes to me and some other coworkers. And like, what's wrong? She's like, I went to the bathroom, and this man just slapped on my butt. And there was an older man. This man was like in the 70s, you know. He was wow. like an older guy and could have been her grandpa. Wow. And that moment, I got all the fighting spirit back. Because I knew, like, if I'm going to give in to this voice, I will end up as him. Yeah. And I don't want to be like that when I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> when I'm old enough to be someone's grandpa. Yeah. Because you're not going to grow up automatically. This is something you need to learn to resist and yeah. fight. Yeah. Otherwise, it will just take over your life. It's the whole um, mm. being equipped yeah. with the armor of God. Mm. You know, mm. like you. I love. I love how Paul talks about that. You know, mm. uh, he treats it as if going to war because yes. that's what it is. it is. We live in a war. It's a yeah. spiritual war, and and they're they're really after our soul. Yeah. And it's uh, we we had a chat about this the other day um, with the Garden of Eden. Yeah, you had Adam and Eve living in this beautiful garden, and everything benefited them mm. except for this one tree in the middle. Yeah, right. And then after they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we live now in a reverse garden. So we have everything in our garden mm. in our lives kills us. It is true. And then there's the one tree in the middle now. Mm, wow. That's the one wow. tree that we need to focus yeah. on, and that's the one that gives wow. life. And now the, the funny thing is, is people go, why did God even put that tree there in mm. the Garden of Eden? And it's to give us free choice. Yeah. If that tree wasn't there, there was no choosing away from yeah. God. But and, and in the same sense, now we live in this reverse garden. Wow. The, the choice is still there. But now the choice is now to choose God, mm. where everything else looks so fleshfully desirable. Yeah. But then there's there's choose life, you know, in the that's, middle. That is that is such a good analogy because 
it is like we all have that choice like you're saying like yeah. this is our garden and now there are all these forbidden fruits yes they're gonna eat and now it there's or the not. one tree yeah. that you want to eat from amen and it says to be grafted in mm. you know so not only that we partake of that fruit but we produce the same fruit yeah after being grafted amen. in amen amen yeah and we like you know people buy their fruits yeah that's I mean that old man. Yeah. What was it, the fruits? It, it is, you can't it, read his mind, but you can see his hand slapping a butt. It, yeah. That's a fruit. And 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 it is so sad because you, you, I realized that moment like it was so in an instant like as if God just filled me full with fighting spirit again. Yeah. You know, and just to resist it because I knew like he has given up the fight somewhere in his life. He just yeah. stopped fighting. Yeah. And he became a slave. Because mm-hmm. I know he didn't want to do that. I know mm-hmm. he, he's ashamed of doing that, but he just couldn't. Yeah. I, I never wanted to every time go watch porn and get drunk, but I was a slave. I was a captive, mm-hmm. you know, being yeah. led by them. And God you know, teaches us to fight. You know, he trains yeah. our hands for war. God is a man of war. And that, that, that aspect of God I didn't know. And that's yeah. why my whole life before I was just you know, tossed back and forth by every wind. And mm-hmm. now I'm just, you know. They got to fight me for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But At the yeah. center of your life is yeah. that tree of life, yeah. and, and you focus on that mm. and that alone. Yeah, that's so powerful. Yeah, but yeah. So the crazy thing about God is because God is. Um, I set my mind on fighting. That was how it was, and that's you know what I kept doing. Last time when I was in April, my mind was really militant, mm. just to fight, fight, fight. And in that next month. You know, God showed me the meaning of, you know, there's a time of peace and a time of war. Mm. And then all of a sudden he gave me that time of peace. Because mm. there was the 11th of May. We were, uh, I was doing the YOMDTS mm. and it was the fourth week of lecture phase. And we were talking about father heart. Mm. And it was this man, really anointed man, Frank Naya. Like he has such a father heart. Mm. He just came, you know, and instantly make all of us all the students feel so comfortable mm. you know just really soft and gentle but full wisdom as a father yeah and from the first day that he started speaking you know i didn't know where his lectures will go to but god all of a sudden just brings this memory that i suppressed so far since i was you know, a three-year-old child and he just brings it up and i was like what is that to do with anything god uh, i'll just push it away again and mm. and he kept doing that and i was like this is like i didn't understand it because it's such an absurd thing it was it was the skeleton you know the skeleton that i've put in my closet and there was a thing that i would take with me till death <coughs> and then uh, when that night you know uh, there was the third lecture uh, in the evening, mm. Tuesday evening, and all of a sudden, he says, okay, now we're going into a time of confessing our sins. Mm. And I was like, oh, I see God. <laughs> Why we keep bringing that sin up? But I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm not going to fe- confess this thing. Mm. Yeah? And, um, you know, he just gives us room and says, no, the Bible tells us in James five sixteen, you know, confess your sins to one another and mm. be healed. Mm. I never heard, I never thought about healing in that sense. I never even crossed my mind, mm. you know, that uh, some are, are, you know, things are self-inflicted by holding on, mm. you know, by, yeah, to secrets. Mm. And God was really, I set my mind on not saying, but God set his mind on, <laughs> on me confessing it that night. Because something happened that I never had before. And I got to backtrack a little bit, like what happened the week before. Because mm. God always, you know, preparation. I, I could see now that my whole life was preparation. But that week before, God asked me the weirdest question. He asked me, Remy, would you lay down your mind, all your knowledge, all your theology, just to be with me? And I was confused because since I was in New Zealand, I was like I said, I was so I became so militant. I was just reading my Bible nonstop. I was just eating it, eating it, eating it. And he's now asking me to lay all of that down to mm. be with him. I was like, God, all I know I have from you. Mm. What are you asking me? And mm. he asked me again, would you lay down all your knowledge to be with me? And I said, yes. And I made that decision and I saw in my mind as if, I was standing on the right side and my my yeah 
my intellect was on the left. And it did something profound with me because all of a sudden I didn't identify myself anymore with what I know. Mm. You know? I didn't identify it with it anymore. God showed me like this is a toolbox you know? and I will put in it whatever I want and take out of it whatever I want. But if you want to cling to that, to mm. say that is, that is me, well, that is what all you're ever going to be. Wow. And it was so, I was like, okay, well, here, have it then. I'll be with you. And yeah, it was like the week before. And the next week I was like super, like, uh, like we always go evangelizing. And normally I'm like super, um, I got it like really, uh, I'll say, uh, what's the word? To the point of, uh, what well, it is, uh, that getting into debates almost, I would say, you know, oh, into yeah. people, you know, really harsh, really debative, you know, mm-hmm. really set on the word, this is it, you know, black mm-hmm. and white. And, with less and less love. Yeah, less yeah. and less love. That's exactly it. Mm. Less and less love. And But when I put my mind, <laughs> you know, I gave it to God, then we, I couldn't be bothered by anything. Mm. People come to my mind and they'll tell this, well, I don't believe in that. I believe in that. I'm like, yeah, sure, come here, get a mm. hug. I love you, brother. Come, I'll give you a hug. I was just, nothing what people said could bother me. And, mm. and it was weird because it had this effect that one guy that I've been seeing for so many times, you know, he lives on the streets, and uh, we always get in this debate. And because I'm talking, like now I can see with my, you know, <laughs> in hindsight, I'm trying to rationalize someone mm. who made a decision years ago to live on the street, to forsake everything. Yeah. And I'm trying to reason him into, you know, accepting Jesus or yeah. believing in the Bible that is true and to come back mm. to reason. Mm. But this man, he's decided to walk away. From society, not because of reason, but because something painful and yeah. heartbroken happened to him. Mm. And so it was a heart issue, not an intellectual issue. You mm. know, it was a heart ache, a heart pain. And that week, you know, when I was just like, oh, come here, you know, brother, just hugging him. So, like, our relationship improved so much that for the first time, even after I've evangelized him many times, he starts to open up about his life, about his past. I didn't ask it, he just started to confess mm. these things to me. And I was like, God, oh, man, what have I been doing all this time? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, like I said, God is amazing. So I laid that down, all that I know yeah. for choosing God. Wow. You know? and, and then that following week, you know, when that time came, you know, where Frank asked you know, everybody, mm. you know, well, confess your sins to one another and be mm. healed. You know, then all of a sudden I was like, no, God, I, I don't want to do this. You know, but he, God, God did something that he never done before. I sat down in my chair and I was holding it in. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to confess this. I'm not going to confess this. All of a sudden he opens up my jaw. Like he, my jaw just, it just went open and, and I closed it quickly. It happened again. I closed it. And the third time I put my mouth on my hand because I was so afraid it would just, blur out i was like what is going on i'd never had god's sovereign coming into my body and moving it you know it was like it was no asking it just you know my mouth would open like you're gonna speak and i just i just stood up because it scared me and i just went to the front of the 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 classroom and and i almost i i asked more because it was so confusing this thing that god brought up and uh i just said god why did I know what sex was since I was a three-year-old child? Like, I knew what sex was. Mm. Yeah? Nobody ever explained it to me. And I continued on. So, like, I had sex, you know, as a three-year-old child, you know, as much as they could have sex, just laying naked upon each other and kissing each other and, and all those things with another young girl, three-year-old child. And later on, when I was five with a boy, and then when I was 10, I actually had sex with boys, like penetration sex. And that continued on from when I was 13, it just exploded with, you know, with girls. And then when I was 20, I did it even with an older man. Yeah. And I put these things together. And I said, this is the skeleton in my closet that I will mm. never, ever confess to anyone. Mm. I will never speak about. I will put it away and suppress it mm. till the grave, till I'm dead. Mm. But that night, God, God, God wanted to bring it to the light. Yeah. yeah? And 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 when I said that, yeah, and and Frank with his, you know, it's a big Samoan man. He just gave me this hug of love, and the whole classroom comes behind me and they pray for me, yeah? and I get this this yeah, just 
relief and I go sitting down but yeah nothing else actually happens I'm mm. like oh I just felt relieved and I was good I was like okay God I've done it you know yeah next person <laughs> and we continued on the next person went and uh, the evening got late and uh, we're about to leave like okay okay we, we gotta wrap this up a quick prayer before we close the evening Father God thank you you know and um, it was done by uh, one of the teachers and while she was praying I'm just like uh, I'm just I started to like like wobble on my chair just back and forth back and forth I was like okay that's weird and, and all of a sudden I, I just couldn't stop it and my head was every time tilting going, oh. I was like oh. I'm like trying to suppress it but I couldn't and all of a sudden I just start to have this seizure. I like I don't get seizures. I don't have any <laughs> medical conditions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I call it a seizure because I've I've worked with uh, special needs children who used to get seizures, and it, it looked like that because all of a sudden my eyes rolled back. I started shaking. I fell down my my chair. I just rolling on the ground and shaking unstoppably. And all I hear is people just panicking on the background because it is really scary if you see a seizure and you've never mm. seen one. It looks like the person's gonna die, and there's some of my classmates told me like, "Hey, we thought you're gonna die. Like, what's going on?" And you know, teachers they're sending the students out of the classroom, and I'm just there convulsing on the ground. But while all this happened, I remembered I had this really strong ring in my brain. It's from the middle of my brain. It just goes. It was such a sharp ring. And it was as if I, I saw Jesus, you know, like a cross, a hot iron cross of wood. It doesn't make sense, but it was hot. And it just came on my wow. brain and just burned everything away. Wow. And when I came by... I and that, that, uh, the sound would, would go down with that burning. It, it went from my front lobe, went from my head, and all the way to the back. It just... And when I opened my eyes, I see you know three of my teachers uh, above me, you know, and they're praying, and and <laughs> it was really funny because I just I sat up straight and my had a really hard stomach. I'm like, why is my stomach so hard, you know? And and first words I said, I was like, I had no idea, I had no idea, I had no idea, I had no idea, I had no idea. I, I repeat that phrase. A thousand times that night. That was the only thing that came out of my mind because I just could not comprehend that I had the demon in me this whole time. Mm. Now, what what made you so sure that it was a, a demon after all of this? Because I, I, you, yeah. you shared it with me uh, a few weeks back. Um, but what was it afterwards? What was the yeah. main change in your mind? So this is when the crazy started because, you know, that that took place you know that was uh i don't know maybe i was three minutes that i was having the seizure you know and but afterwards my 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 brain you know started to like i started to feel things in my brain that i've never felt before mm. and i was i was like what is going on and i just felt this burning this ring and every time you know how my thinking panther used to be is that oh i would see somebody attractive you know then i take that thought captive but this was the weird thing I try to take the thought captive, and God tells me no. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, oh, evil thought comes in my mind. I try to take it captive. God tells me no, no, relax, relax. So I don't do anything. And what happened now? This thought comes in, and all of a sudden it tries. So normally something comes in, and then a memory is drawn up, like a memory, a past memory where I did this sin, or a past memory where I, you know whatever and it attaches itself yeah to attaches it. itself all of a sudden there was no memory to attach itself on it wasn't it just went to that end something else came into that end that end that end. it was no memory wow. to attach itself on. as if jesus came in like with that cross and he just burned my memory clean and it is so weird i didn't even knew there was possible and, and i was so it was such a weird transformation. I, I started to study the brain. I was like <laughs> learning about the brain, like what is going on? Because I was just feeling this tangible, physical changes in my brain happening. I was like, yeah, it's wow. like being rewired. Yeah, rewired, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and that is so crazy. Like I said at the beginning, like, like that, uh, you know, this, that secret was like the skeleton in my closet. 
and, and I ask God, I ask God, what are demons? Mm. Yeah? Uh, and I, and, I, and I, I just wrote it down, and I didn't, and I said, like, here, God, this is my question for you. And left it alone. And then the next day, God spoke to me really simple. He says, demons are the skeletons in your closet. And it just made so much sense. And it made so much sense that the things we, we hide in the dark, they come alive to mm. haunt us. Mm. You know, it is those things that we do not trust to give to God. We do not, because if we're not trusting to confess it to our brothers and sisters, is this if we're still ashamed of it? We don't believe that Jesus has carried that shame away and forgiven us for it. Mm. But the moment that I brought it to light, God could finally go to the root all the way back when I was a two-year-old kid and just draw, just tear it out mm. with all the memories of all my sins. Yeah. Wow. And, and for the first, I just like, this is the mind of Christ. I thought it was just a you know, metaphorical way, but I felt it tangibly in my own mind, the mm. mind of Christ. And since then, my mind is so quiet. It is so quiet. It is, it is crazy. Like normally, my, my, like I said, I do 100 times a day. I'll be attacking, 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 fighting the whole day. And yeah. this for the first time. It's just silence. It's silence. It, 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 is so, it is the weirdest experience. It's just... Your whole life, yeah. you've, you've had these lustful thoughts. Mm. You've had these weird, um, different urges. Mm. Or pretty much every fleshly desire, really, mm. at the forefront of mm. your mind. And that would be something that would be brought into light and brought into focus. Mm. And now it's those things don't even come to your mind. They're just gone. And it's silent. Because... The Hebrew language is um, actually pictorial as mm. well. So um, when people, almost, it's similar to like a comic book, really. Yeah. Um, when they write these words down, they have pictures assigned to these words yeah. as well. And um, the the brain actually operates that way. Mm. It's amazing how that, the Hebrew language, people call God's language. Yeah, that is. And really um, is. they wonder why it, it's written that way and everything's pictorial, everything's numerical. Um, and things are actually written from the right to the left instead yeah. of the left to the right, and your brain actually operates better mm. going from right to left. Yeah. Um, so scientifically, it's the, the language to learn most effectively with our brain, and it's because the grand designer designed mm. that language as well. Amen. And um, it's interesting how you, you would not... It's not necessarily like these thoughts that you would have always, definitely thoughts of words, but thoughts of pictures yeah. and attaching a memory, mm. not a not a not a sentence no. towards you. Um, not like go watch porn. No. But it would be a memory of you watching porn. porn. Exactly. And that's how the Hebrew language works. So God understands that mm. that is how the brain operates. So he didn't just stop these words. In your mind, stop these whispers, mm. but he stopped these images whispering yeah. to your mind. Mm. And, Amazing, and, and it is it is so crazy. Like I've I've really seen that, you know, when when you know when demons trying to seduce us, you know, it's always like I've, I've seen like they come in to seduce you or to scare you, but they always seduce you with the things that you desire, and they always yeah. scare you with the things that you are afraid of. So it looks different for every human. Mm. But I noticed after God took away yeah, those memories, because mm. they, they, they make a suggestion, mm. and the memory comes, and, well, and, and yeah, <laughs> exactly, bam, and the, the memory comes and attaches itself to it. And that's why it's so hard to fight, because yeah. it's like, this, like you said, this image, this memory, and you've been to that place before. But mm. when there was no memory, they're shooting blanks. Yeah. They're shooting blanks. They've got nothing to grab onto. Yeah. And, and it was, it was it just, yeah, it just washes away. And I, I had this one psalm, like, over and over again. I felt like David when he says, you know, I've calmed and quieted my soul within me. Mm. Like a weaned child with his mother is my yeah. soul within me. And that's how I felt. I felt like becoming an innocent child again. Like, yeah. with just, just a clean, you know, it was yeah. just, it just crazy. There's a brilliant book called mm. um, The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. Have mm. you heard of that? I've, I've, I've read it a long time ago. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very good book, mm. and, and it actually follows a lot what you've said. Mm. Uh, it's the book written from the demon's perspective. Yeah. And it's how they attack the mind, how mm. they, they call them their patients, mm. and how, how this demon 
makes this patient focus on pretty much anything but God. Yeah. Um, and that it could be focusing on their job. That's fine. It can be focusing on pornography. It can be focusing on anything that's self-absorbed mm. mentality. And um, and also to never get anybody to hit rock bottom. Yeah. To make them comfortable mm. on what they're focusing yeah. on. And, you know, it talks about a lot about the mind. It even talks about people that are Christians or, or profess Christians. Mm. And um, this might have been you yeah. before YWAM. And you, um, you know, knew that God existed and you might have prayed and things like that. And it talks about prayer and it goes, allow these people to attach emotion to their prayer. Because mm. through the emotion they believe they're heard, through their many words they believe mm. they're heard. And they only pray when they feel spiritual yeah. mm. and the thing is is god is a as a god he's like a, almost i wouldn't call him a human but he hears us like other humans hear us yeah. I, when i'm talking to you right now remy yeah. i don't need to feel overly spiritual to communicate no, to you no i don't need to have emotion mm. attached to my words you will hear me yeah. when i speak mm. and the same thing happens with God as people think that God can't hear them unless they're broken down. Mm. God can't hear them unless they're, um, you know, crying and the face flat on the ground yeah. because people don't want to ever get to that point. Mm. So it restricts the communication to the Father. Yeah. But with us, God says, I hear every word that you yeah. say. You know, just pray, just speak to me. Mm. And, and, yeah, it's just it's a very very good book. I think it would be one that would be worth a second yeah. read. Yeah, the Screw Tape Letters by yeah. C.S. Lewis, and um, very 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 good. It, it talks a lot about what you've just shared, yeah. and and how this demon was operated in mm. you fits the same criteria that yeah. C.S. Lewis talks about. And C.S. Lewis, you know, I don't know if he had a demon in him or yeah. anything, but he had to really do a lot of self-reflection to yeah. be able to get in the mindset of a demon when writing this. Man, it it, it really... Um, I've noticed, like, my, my my fear of, you know, of demons, of evil spirits is 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 like nihil. Because I, I just know... If the, after you see how they operate mm. and you understand that, you know... If you don't give them anything, mm. they're shooting blanks. Yeah, you know, and it's just so they, it is an, um, yeah, it is how, how how God showed it to me, and like till the day of the day, you know, as if God has my back, I'm not I'm not taking every thought captive, mm. obey to Christ. Like it, it stops. I don't know. I don't know why God, um, man, I don't know why God gives me this favor. You know, it is it is crazy, you know, but it, I think it. I felt really he told me like now you've you've experienced war, mm. uh, you've experienced war and you fought. You know I fought and I made the decision like before like I will keep fighting till I die. Like if this is a Christian life to do it for the rest of my life, I will do it. Yeah, and a lot of people don't get to that point. They never get to the point I will fight till I die. Mm. So they keep saying yes to their sin. Yeah. But I'm telling you, for everyone, if you come to the point that you will fight till you mm. die, yeah. you rather die than to give in, God will give you victory. Yeah. God will give you victory, and then you will experience time of peace. Yeah. And now I'm in this time of peace, and because I have this peace in my mind, like everything is just so much easier. Life is good. <laughs> the so burden I'm, is light. Yeah, good fortune. Yeah. Good fortune good has fortune. come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is so good. Um, it's really interesting. There's a, a verse that comes to mind, and it's in First um, Peter chapter five, verse eight. And I'll read it out. It says, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour." Mm. Now, what that it's, it's interesting how he describes him as a roaring lion. Yeah. Um, now lions. Um, they don't, uh, the only ones that actually roar are these, uh, so they're normally in, in these little packs, right? These yeah. little tribes. But then when there's an old male lion, sometimes they get cast out of the tribe, out of the, the, the circle of lions. And they're, they, they're only, they're old and they can't run very fast. And their one attack is to surprise the gazelle 
with a big roar yeah. like a deer in headlights mm. that they freeze on the spot with fear mm. so that they can walk up to them yeah. and devour their prey. Mm. However, they actually have no weapon. Mm. They are weaker, they are slower than the gazelle. They could never catch it if they the could gazelle never just catch goes it. away, runs away. So it's interesting that the Bible um, describes the devil like mm. that, that he roams around like a roaring lion. Own, the, the only yeah. lions, like if you think about it, yeah. it's the lionesses, the yeah. females that normally go out and um, yeah. and hunt, and they don't roar, mm. they sneak. Yeah. They're quiet. They're quiet. But the roaring lions are the old ones that can't mm. hunt anymore, and they don't have a pack. They're by themselves, mm. and their only weapon is fear. Yeah. And you give that to them if you are yeah. afraid of them. So this gazelle that is about to get attacked by this lion would only be in danger if the gazelle feared Mm. the roar of the lion. That's it. It is is so true. The lion's never going to be fast enough. It's never going to be strong enough. It's it's always going to just fall short. Mm. And we are... We need to be ones that are equipped mm. and understand this is their tactic. Yeah, I remember um, it was a few months ago. Um, you know, through doing this podcast, I've yeah. had a few times where I've woken up in the night and I felt a demonic presence yeah. near me. And I remember waking up, and um, I was about half awake, and and I I looked to my right, mm. and I've got my wife next to me on my left, and I looked to my right off the bed. And I see this entity standing over top of me. Mm. And um, it was huge. Mm. Uh, ceiling was, it was crippled over, ceiling, like shoulders hitting the ceiling, head mm. sort of turned to the side. And I remember going, oh, I can't be bothered with this. Mm. <laughs> that was my reaction. I cannot be bothered with this. It's dead around on us. Yeah. yeah. And I look up and I see this thing and it's breathing heavily mm. and on, on top of me. And I'm like, I can't be bothered with this. And I roll over and I just go, leave me alone. Yeah. And I just turn over. <laughs> it, it, it is like shooting blanks. They're shooting blanks. And it's really... Yeah. It is crazy because it is uh, like I've like like I've been asking so much more about God about you know demons and why the reason is and everything and when I realized like man they could never so okay whatever they want to offer me you know mm. if they want to come to me to seduction yeah it is something that I want there is an, an actual desire there yeah that they're working on yeah and when they come to fear me it is something actually that I fear. Mm. But I know that God tells me, you know, do not fear, you know, yeah. be strong and courageous for I'm with you. Mm. And I really like, like, man, that's, I think it was Frank Roosevelt, just like, we have nothing to fear than fear itself. Mm. So that wow. is so easy for them. When you got to, when you're fearful, when you see demonic presence, just tell them like, well, I do not have to fear for the Lord is with me. Mm. But when it comes to that desire, I was like, okay, well, Lord, what do I have to do then with that desire? Because you know, when Satan came to Jesus and did the things he offered, actually things that Jesus wanted. Jesus wanted mm. the glory and the riches of the kingdom, mm. but not his way. Yeah. You know, the way that the Father gave it to him. Mm. You know? yeah. and, and, and now I ask, but when I see something like that, I see that they're trying to play on a desire. Mm. I ask God, God, what is your way to fulfill this desire? Yeah. I have this desire, God, but I wanted your way. You know, mm. Your will be done, not mine. And, and it's just, I just understand like this. this um, I took this whole, uh, uh, like, a really honest approach almost as when when I get confronted with a demon, mm. I just, instead of, you know, being afraid and running away, I first ask God, like, okay, why did you allow? Because mm. I know God is suffering. Then I ask God, why is this here? Mm. What do you want me to do with this? What, what do you want me to learn? What do you want me to give up or to overcome? Like, mm. what is this question? And not just running away. And God, God taught me this like during the DTS. Man, God is such an amazing teacher. He does uh, things in such an uh, also fun way. Yeah. Because, you know, after, you know, I got freed from this demon, he just told me, like, Raymond, I want you to start taking cold showers. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and I was like, God, it didn't make any sense to me. I was like, cold showers. I was like, yeah, take a cold shower. So I, I started to, you know, take cold showers. 
And I would hate it. I would hate it terribly. Like I get this shock and I want to get out of it as soon as I can. But slowly and steady, God said, I'm going to stay in it. Stay in this. Because I realized the longer I stay in that cold shower, eventually that shock, the initial shock goes away. You know, my body starts to warm up. I started to get used to it. And I started to praise God in the midst of this terrible cold shower. <laughs> and I realized something really profound that goes just deeper than just taking a cold shower. Something really deep and like something that might be scary at first. Mm. If I stay in it and I think about God, not about fleeing that situation. Because yeah. normally I go in the cold shower, I want to get out of it. But I just stay in it mm. and I think about God. I'm with God. I'm able to stand in it. And it just really, it is such a, something so simple that God taught me, but I've been doing it ever since. And it's really calm. Yeah, it, it just, it calms my whole approach whenever I see an obstacle now. Mm. You know, just, just stay with it, pray to God. and Yeah, the, um, uh, the scripture that comes to mind, exactly what you just said, is James 4 verse 7, which is submit yourselves to God, mm. resist the devil, and he so will flee. flee from you. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you don't have to run from the devil. No. You just have to resist mm. and submit to God. I Amen. mean, it's very important to submit to God yes. first. That's yes. the first part of that submit verse. Submit to God. It's yeah. not just resist the devil, mm. because you were doing that the whole time. Yeah. You were resisting the, de- the devil in mm. the vineyard with that lady. Yeah. And that was a constant battle. Mm. But then when you were delivered, that was a full submitting yeah. to God. And that was like confessing your sins and things yeah. like that. That's submitting to God. Yeah. And now when you resist the devil, it's not even a, it's not even it, a competition. It, it, he will flee from you. And exactly yeah. that second part, you know, James goes on and says like, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify mm-hmm. your mind. You yeah. double-minded. Yeah. I feel what happened to me is that God has cleansed my hands. And he taken away that double mind. Hmm. He gave me one single mind. Yeah. And it is so much quieter when it's that single mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah. There's that angel and the demon on yeah. your shoulders. Yeah. That, that uh, cartoon. That, yeah, exactly. It's, it's crazy how real that yeah. can, can be. It can be, yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. that is an incredible, yeah. incredible story, yeah. Remy. Yeah. By the way, guys, anybody listening, this mm. is just in the last six months. Yeah. <laughs> Since we last yeah. spoke. Mm. All right, we'll see you in six more months. Yeah, six more months. <laughs> Man, like, yeah, it's something like for, I don't know if it will take six months, but it will take a longer time because the moment after God, you know, delivered me mm. and gave me the silence, he gave me also a mission. Yeah. Beforehand, I was just living day by day. God, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna survive this day, fight this day. I'm not gonna think about the future because He was also not giving me anything. Mm. But after that, He started to finally talk about the future. And one thing, you know, I had a prophetic word from one of the uh, teachers at the YWAM base. You know, she said like this demon, you know, this demon was a spiritual bullet that latched itself, got shot at you when you were a child. Because, mm. yeah, like I said in the last time, when I was you know, two, three years old, we were fleeing Rwanda. Mm. We were fleeing in the midst of the genocide mm. where neighbors were killing neighbors. And everybody was just, that is, if that is not hell on earth, you know, yeah, I don't wow. know, know what what is. So it latched on me during that period. And you know, flesh grew over it and I got used to living with it. Yeah, to live with it, and but God, that night, you know, the eleventh of May this year, He decided to take that bullet out, mm. and then God started to talk about me, about Rwanda, like over His plan for the people, because it is, it is so. It's, I'm not the only one who you know, got shot mm. during that war. This was just mass bullets going on on everyone. These, mm. and when God gave me that name good fortune yeah like you said hebrew is a weird language because mm. one word is a root to many different words yeah it is and it's not only the root to good fortune the the baguette what he gave me is also a root to treachery mm. and so it was a spirit of treachery that left me mm. i had the spirit of treachery and it's not only that i had it now in the bible you know there's a story you know in judges where uh, Abimelech, you know, he makes this plot to kill, you know, Abimelech is the son of uh, Gideon, and, uh, you know, he, he got 70 other sons, Gideon, and mm. he makes this plot to kill all his brothers, you know, with his uh, people of his tribe, the leaders of Shechem, to mm. then become king. Wow. And it then says that God sends an evil spirit between Abimelech and the leaders of Shechem, so they dealt treacherously 
with each other. That's exactly the spirit that I had. Yeah. But the whole nation of Rwanda was killing each other's neighbors. They dealt so treacherously with people who have been living next door to them their whole lives. Mm. And because of this treacherously, God sent that evil spirit on the nation and people started to kill each other. Mm. And me and my family and others have been in exile, sent away, cast out, you know, if we didn't, you know, got taken by the sword. But God spoke to me. He now, he now wants to turn that around. Wow. He wants to turn that around. The first time he gave me the desire to go back to my home nation of Rwanda. And you haven't been back. You I've haven't never been, been since. back. Never. And I never wanted. Yeah. I, the, the, was, it, just the desire wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> I had no interest at all in going yeah. back. But when God took away that treacherous spirit, yeah. and when I realized what happened to my people, how treacherously we dealt, mm. you know, and the punishment we, we bore, you know, we bared because of that, mm. you know, I see that now God releasing me at his time you know, <laughs> for our mm. people to go back there. Wow. <sighs> Man, so your plan, your plan from now, yeah. right? So you're flying from New Zealand, yeah, and you're going to go back to Holland. I'm going to go first to Sweden to meet Sweden. my uh, wife to be. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, after that, I'll go to the Netherlands see my family. Yeah, you know? and when we're married, we probably yeah you know, settle yeah in Sweden, and from there, I see that God will prepare us both of us now mm-hmm. to go back to Rwanda. Wow. Yeah. That's a big calling. Yeah. I I actually trust, you know, everything that that God's going to He's going to be each step guiding yeah. guiding you. Amen. And now that you your mind is now not separated into two. Yeah. You're going to be able to listen and when you hear this Holy Spirit, it's it's like a it's it's your mind like the mind yeah. of Christ. Amen. You know, and that's yeah that's going to be very a lot easier to be led by because people can yes. hear the holy spirit and the holy spirit can come upon them and things like that but they they're still double minded it is um, yeah. and god uses that as a teaching example mm. to say you know be single minded yeah. unified in christ amen yeah, yeah. wow mm-hmm. yeah wow um so we'll just We'll finish there. Thank you so much, hey, Remy, man, for welcome. coming on. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, anytime. Yeah. We want to invite you back as much as you'd yeah. like. Amen. Your story yeah. is an incredible one. It's mm. one that needs to be heard. Yeah. And um, yeah, anybody listening, thank you for joining us on the Jesus Magnet podcast. Mm. We'll see you on the next episode. See you guys. <laughs>